We're back here on another week. Thanks for joining us as I am Straight Talk with Yvette Elizabeth and I have Sienna. Welcome back, Sienna. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome, awesome. How you been? I've been stressed. Why? To keep it real. I have been really, really stressed about work, honestly, or lack thereof, I should say. Um I had just recently lost a, a really good opportunity, a really good um, job opportunity, and it's had me really, really down in the dumps. Like I'm still currently going through it. Um, I just feel like I have no value if I don't have a job. That is what society is telling me. That's what I feel like I've been taught to learn was that all, you, all your life is good for is to sell hours of it to make someone else rich. And I'm so, so tapped out. I'm so sick of that mentality. And I just wish I could, like, unplug from the Matrix, really. But, like, I can't take a shit for free. So I need to, <laughs> I need to go get a job. <laughs> right? Because you need toilet paper. Right. To and shit. Yeah. Right? We pay for water. Paper so right yeah. so I get it completely and unfortunately yeah we were not born to just be able to go out and about and have money in our bank accounts right yeah. I mean not us not us right <laughs> yeah because every anyone who has who's able to do that right has busted their asses to get there right has gone through or been, been born into it or born into it right so I always have my ideal dream is that I want to make money while I'm sleeping. And I'm brushing my teeth and I want to hear cha ching, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or whatever, or while I'm taking a shower, cha ching. Yeah. That's my dream, and I promise it's coming true. I'm gonna make that happen, but how? I need a job, right? I can't make it happen, so I can't plant seeds and money will grow, right? And money's made out of paper. <laughs> I actually heard a fun fact that it's not all paper, like, that's why it like lasts longer than. It can get wet. You can put it in the washer and the dryer. It'll still be a dollar. Yeah, that's why you know. You never thought of that, but it's um. And even that's hot. a job, right? Because right. only certain people are hired to make money. Yeah, um, but it's it's like paper and cotton, and that's why it's so strong. But you would think <laughs> you can grow trees to make paper, and I know somebody. Who's been picking cotton for like 400 years? <laughs> so I feel like we need those dollars back. <laughs> Just saying, we put, we put all those dollars together. Now we need some yeah reinvestation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, well, guys, today's topic is you know pretty much what we do for a living. Why are we here, right? We gotta work living. Like we, to we, live, we need we, a job. Yeah, what what are we doing for a living? But living cannot be an answer. Like you, you're a human being, but you also just can't be. You have to like do all these things. You're you have so many responsibilities just for like being on Earth, and I feel like it gets so overwhelming sometimes, especially as an adult, and you have to like put everything on the side once you clock into work like they do not care they do not care about anything about your life just do the work just shut up and dribble i feel like is is a good um quote that applies to 
a lot of us in the working class. Well, even like I just you said that I thought of basketball. That's yeah. a job too. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, it's a phrase that they use because a lot of athletes, because they have such a platform, they try to use it for things that they believe in, things that they support, and a lot of the people that support these platforms are not trying to hear them speak on their views, speak on their values. They just want them to shut up and dribble. And I feel like that's the the quote for every company. Just, we, we don't care about your problems. Leave them at the door. When you clock in, you are out of all yeah. the mental capacity that you have is mine for eight hours of the day. And I can't do that. It is so draining to even be in front of people and work with people. I'm very introverted. And it gets really, really exhausting to just be social all the time and be the person that everybody likes and make sure that I laugh at everybody's jokes because I can't seem like a rude bitch <laughs> in the office. And it's just so draining. It really is draining. It's funny you say that. I um so this this I follow a lot of people on Instagram, and I a, a few years ago um, on a show called Love and Hip Hop, right? <laughs> um, which I don't watch the series at all. Um, but this specific episode, I don't know if it was a Miami or Atlanta, but the main person there, I only had caught this last episode, and she, you know. Obviously, the point of the show is for you to be successful in achieving mu your music career, right? So, I do follow. Um, I like Amara La Negra. Mm -hmm. She's Dominican, born and raised in Miami. Gorgeous, beautiful. I love her. Yeah. Um, and that's how I just I learned about her through the show, through my friends, and I just happened to watch the episode, right? Mm -hmm. And she sang her song. Um, so, I've been following her on Instagram. And... She's very smart, very talented, and her passion was her music. And she, throughout the pandemic, she started to reinvest her, her money into properties in Dominican Republic. And she's posted and educated, you know, provided information about how anyone can do this, Dominican Republic, on how to invest, you know, and she's doing her whole Airbnb, which congratulations to her. Um, but I started recently, they just were doing a new season of Love and Hip Hop Miami. And I'm trying to watch it only because of her, really. Mm -hmm. um, because it's it's live. Not live, but it's current to what she's going about right now, right? So in the episode I watched yesterday, um, she's having a situation with her mom that her mom doesn't want to live in DR. She wants to move back to Miami. Amara met someone in DR and her business are there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but, right? So she's having a bottle to choose between her mom and staying there, but also her music career, which is here in Miami. Right. Um, and what she said was that um, her mom is encouraging, you know, that's her passion, that's her dream, that's her, that's her success, right? That's what got her to where she is now, her right. music career, right? But what she said was that it became, it wasn't fun for her anymore. Even though she loves music, her passion, it became work. Yeah. Because now you 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 get you work so hard to get a deal. When you sign that deal, the the label, the record label owns you now. Right. 
Yeah. Now you have to make a certain amount of albums and you have to do them by a certain amount of time and you have to have a certain amount of tracks. Yeah, so so now, sold a certain amount of records. Right. So many tours, so many performances, so many signings. And you're just a group of numbers. Like, that's you are just there to provide. You're no longer an artist, a free, a free person Nothing. that's... Right. Art is so, like... It, it is so freeing and there's so many different aspects that you can like go into in just the broad subject of art and I feel like the media which is also mm -hmm. art like it's it's a form of medium of right. art and I feel like it's so altered our they hold the perspective they hold the narrative and I feel like it's just a very negative scope that the media um, goes through. I agree. And that's one thing. I also learned that actually in high school. I would never forget my freshman, like my freshman year? I think it was my freshman or my sophomore year. I've never, I've, okay, so I'm not talented in the artistic world, you know. I sing to the best of my profession. <laughs> Check me out, karaoke night. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I was so excited to join bands, right? Oh, me too. I right? Love, I love the band. Because in elementary school, I was always wondering why I was never picked to participate, learn an instrument. Mm -hmm. And I would see the chorus and the band when it was like the Christmas uh, plays and all that mm -hmm. stuff, right? So I was so excited that I got to, I get to choose an elective, right? So I was like, oh my god, I get to be in a band, cool. And then all I'm thinking about is the day I'm gonna be in front of everybody performing whatever interest interest instrument I learn, right? So I learned the clarinet is what was my instrument, right? And it was my beginners class, right? So everyone in my class was beginners. Of course, the teacher, the instructor, the person who has passion of music right who can hear <laughs> who missed the beat right or skip the note after i think like three months no after the second year when we did the first year so we we're allowed to make mistakes right because we we're first learn learning how to blow that's gonna be forever you have to keep the thing wet and, and, have, and then you have to hit a certain note i went through a struggle but i finally got it right and then i finally learned the one little song i could do right but then the second year, so we're supposed to be intermediate, right? At that time is when I said, okay, I did my part. I tried. One time we had to perform a whole song that we had to study and master. Mm -hmm. And it was never, it was never to her perfection. And I will never forget, she yelled so loud. Wow. She turned so so red like she was furious and she was calling out on everyone who missed the note or did it too late or there was a delay Jeez. or you went too fast after that i said it wasn't fun anymore yeah like i'm like oh my god like this was supposed to be cool like i'm learning how to play the instrument you know yeah and then it becomes really discouraging what like yeah then i don't want to do it anymore and I, if i did have any talent that's out the window yeah and if you were to just pick up, touch an instrument, and just know how to perfect it and master it, like I feel like that would take away from the experience. All the all the times you messed up, 
and failed add to that pride and and that moment of like oh my gosh i finally got it like i finally got it so i'm gonna tell you my biggest achievements okay based on that exact example so when i was younger i i had this fascination about you know i thought it was cool to be a secretary i didn't know what a secretary meant <laughs> i just thought it was cool to sit at a desk <laughs> and have a phone and i was so cool and i was pretending like that was my world at home i'm never afraid of a girl i had a little table chair and play I, play working yes <laughs> and i couldn't and i said to myself oh this is what i want to do i want to be customer service and that's all i knew too because you know when i would call for my mom to get help like with bills or whatever who you got on the phone customer service mm -hmm. so in my mind i thought customer service was the person sitting at a desk with a computer and a phone right right so I had I was given a typewriter, an old school typewriter. Um, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm that old. <laughs> a typewriter where you actually punch. Okay, and that's how people learned how to type. Those that are way older than me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to learn how to type. I was so determined. Mind you, I didn't know. First of all, the letters are not you know A B C D E F G. They're all scattered, right. right? Which that's another thing. How they figure that out, right? So I just knew I wanted to learn how to type. So when I got to middle school is when I first had like my first computer class, right? And I taught myself how to type. And all my friends used to be like, I used to do their assignments real quick. Because it was like, you have to mark your fingers, you have to hold your hand, blah, 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 yeah. right? Um, but to me, that was an achievement that in junior high, I knew how to type. Learning from a typewriter to a computer to then, and not knowing what I was going to do with it, right? Yeah. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. I just learned something right. that I liked. Now we're in 2021 and you know how to type? Yeah, <laughs> for real, right? I have to take all these typing tests. How many words can you type? Yeah, I can do 50. Try me. But that was my pride. Like, um, I knew how to do it. And then when I was a teenager and I got to high school and I was able to work, uh, my first job was a big deal to me because I, my first yeah. job was a corporate job you know i worked for a very large company that still exists <laughs> um but now when everyone gets the same opportunity and i was able to implement my skills also some people don't have that as a goal to to work for a, a prestigious company or anything like i'm 23 years old i turned 24 and I feel like part of me was like wasting time, like wasting my 20s energy because I was just sitting in an office answering phones and I feel like I'm supposed to work until I'm retirement age if I live that long and then I can start living life and if I have the energy to live life still at retiring at 65 or something like that. Yeah. Like, I just wish I could live during my 20s. Well, you still have time. It ain't over yet. Now, my 20s, I moved to Florida when I was just about to turn 22. So, when I was a kid, I, my second grade year, my, I loved my second grade teacher. And growing up, I said I wanted to be a second grade teacher. Mm -hmm. I was my passion. I loved my second grade teacher. Wow. And I was fortunate to have her twice. Um, the year she decided to switch grades turned out to be my year that I was on that grade. Mm -hmm. She became my second grade teacher and my fifth grade teacher. 
she ended up being my graduating teacher because that's when we changed from junior high to middle school. Mm -hmm. So the fifth graders got to graduate with the sixth graders. And that was my passion. When I got to high school, that just went out the window. And mind you, everything I did to prepare myself that I was gonna, I wanted to be a teacher. I did after school programs, I did summer camp, I was summer youth, I did, I won awards, all this other stuff. Am I a teacher now? No, you teach me a lot. Oh, thank you. I am. I'm an internal teacher. <laughs> um, and you know what's so weird is that I have this thing that I'm a magnet to kids. No matter where I am, and there's a kid involved True in the area, and and everyone will let the be. Yep. Go to that. She'll take care of it. Go yep. to Yvette. I'm like, what's my favorite thing to say? <laughs> I'm an adult too, so I want to drink with you, but I don't mind. I, I've gotten used to it, apparently, you know? But what I'm going with that is that when I got to high school, teaching wasn't even an option. And I wanted to, now I learned this thing called business administration. Yeah. And you need to learn how to write a letter and indent four spaces and make sure you put the, the date format. and the signature line. You have yeah. to count four spaces and all this other stuff. And it was like, okay, pretty cool. All right. I'm a professional now. I can write a letter. I can mail it. I can type it out for you, sign it. Now what? Now here we are, young adults. I'm still young. <laughs> and... If you if if you didn't have a, an idea of what you wanted to be, where do you want to be? I feel like that's the question. Is like when do I have time to figure that out? Please, like when between paying bills, between raising my son, between trying to find out who I am, how am I supposed to figure out what I want to do? when I don't even know who I am. Like, there's so much that I haven't experienced and I won't ever get to those experiences if I don't sell my soul for a little bit to be able to afford it. And selling my soul is just a metaphor I use to like say clocking into the matrix because you're working for the machine, like I said, working for to make someone else um, money. And I just, I have I I do have passions, but I feel like my passions don't have monetary value, and that is why I don't feel valued because I'm a very artistic person. I'm really creative. I want to just create, but I feel like that avenue is very hard to navigate and regulate your own money. Um, not saying it's impossible, of course. Like every. If it was impossible, it wouldn't be done. But so I'm gonna tell you this: I, when I moved to Florida, I didn't know what I was coming to. I came with a job, and that job was sales. When 9/11 happens, I I lost everything, and the only thing I knew was administrative, right? And I never forget, I never worked in a retail, McDonald's restaurant, nothing, right? None of that. And but I had a passion at that time into computers, and I was so focused in computers. I wanted to know like if the monitor went out that I could take it apart and I could see what was wrong with it. Mm -hmm. That's how into it I was at, right? Well, when that happened, um, I walked by in the radio shack. There was a sign saying they were hiring. I was like, oh, cool, electronics. Of what? Radio shack. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I said, you know what? This might be the closest thing to maybe owning my own business, right? Um, I got interviewed. I got hired. Never done sales in my life. Turned out it was something that was within me that I didn't know I had because it was easy for me because I knew the products we were selling. Mm -hmm. So it was easier to educate the customers and pitch them the sale and all this stuff. And then on top of that, I was making money. Great. Mm -hmm. I did that for five years. Never saw that coming. I moved with that job here. I did most of it here in Florida um, until I got finally burnt out. I got to manage my own store, half a million dollars, done. I got burnt out. Because I never saw myself doing that for so long. Yeah. That is when I was trying to find, okay, what do I want to do? What's out here? Right. Right? Come to find out, Florida's like the, the state of call centers. And I did my first call center job. The hardest part, calling out. Like, I had to call businesses and speak to CFOs and presidents. I did that for two years. I was surprised it didn't that long. I was pretty good at it. I was good. I was always comfortable to talk to people. So that was never the issue. So, you're, now that was like in my 20s. I went through my ups and downs, right? Because you still have to pay bills and something other try to live life, right? Car payment, all this other stuff, right? You gotta eat. You gotta afford the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until five years ago, almost six, where, well, I'll take that back a little bit. I knew I liked real estate, but I didn't know enough to love it. Right. I was in love with looking at all these open houses. I must have seen like a million houses in the last 20 years. And so oh, one day I want to own one, I want to live in one, blah, blah. Back in 2010, 11, then I met a friend who we're still friends to this day, um, who was like, oh, I'm gonna get my real estate license. And to this day, she's been a successful real estate agent. Up until five years ago, that was always my passion. I just didn't know it was my passion. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the industry, on the back end of the industry. And I love it. I love knowing what it takes to build a home and the yeah. dirt and the scene. So what I wanna tell you is that you will find your niche. You're still discovering yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's no age restriction. You know, I know there's people that start up a business when they're 50 or when they're 60. Yeah. Um, who retire to do their own thing, you know? Yeah. So you never know. And I don't want you to ever think that it's not possible. Yeah. But to... Sorry. Just make sure we're good. Um, but I did want to, because of how you're feeling... What led to that? Like, I know it's hard, and that's the thing, too. So, we wake up, we have a routine, and if you have kids or are married or whatever, your, your, your routine is extra long because right. you have to get up, feed the kids, dress the kids, tip the school, get them breakfast, feed them lunch, blah, blah, blah. Then you have to go to work from nine to five, then get off the clock, pick up the daycare, and do the whole thing again, the evening shift, right? right? In reverse, basically. Right. But then when you're at work, though, right, you're owned by the eight hours of the day. And you're trying to at least hold on to that little bit of your dignity as yourself. <laughs> you're here to do a job and you want to perform at it mm -hmm. to feel that recognition or to have that passion that you like. You got that job. You chose to apply for this job because there was something that you liked about it. And that and money. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a little bit of interest. But yes, that does happen. Because at the end of the day, sometimes if you need a job and all you can get is to work at yeah. Walmart or whatever. I just... I have it's a, a job. Mouth, I have a mouth to feed. So right. That's what's going to get me there, honestly. 
Um, I've never had, like, there's never been a job that I've clocked in and been like, oh my God, I love this. Like, I'm having so much fun and I see myself going so far in this field. Never, never. Like, I'm just applying to the wrong jobs, maybe. I don't know, but I am always feeling like, damn, I have to clock in or I'm gonna starve to death or I'm gonna go to jail for like not not paying some bills or something. <laughs> I know, right? We love those phone calls. Right. I have to so gonna hunt you down. <laughs> I have to clock in to save my life. Like I, that it it sounds so dramatic, but it literally is life or death clocking in, like your humanity, your your it's a domino effect because if you don't pay a certain bill, what happens? Either you lose the service or you don't pay your rent, you get kicked out, you right. don't pay the light, you get told off. So I completely get it. Yeah. I feel that you will find it. By the way, guys, I'm going to give her some inspiration right here. Doesn't she look beautiful? Okay. You know, she did all her that herself, right? Um, but my braids, yes. courtesy of Sienna, she loves doing hair. So I'm going to give her kudos. I, I do love doing hair. Um, it hurts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I haven't, I feel like, gone like crazy with, with starting a business with that or anything. Because it, it costs me a lot to do like a whole head physically. Like Yeah, it took a little time for mine. But I love her. She loves me. And also, this is not... <laughs> Fresh, like this, and also she doesn't stop cutting it. She doesn't stop cutting it. She doesn't stop cutting it. So this is like, it's still beautiful, still great, but this is not my original. This, this has been retouched. Well, guys, you can hit her up on Instagram, ladies. Yes, you know, definitely. I do men's braids too. I braid, twist. See, she's yes. an inspiration. Okay, so hit her up. Definitely, I will tag her on the on this video. So at very affordable prices. I'm not a professional, so we are gonna work together. See, help her find her inspiration, guys. I'm really lost in the sauce, trying to catch up right now. How do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, how many of you guys feel the same way? How do you feel about you know working in America? <laughs> yeah. And if you have felt the same way, I want to know like how do you get past this? Like how do you get a job again? How do you make money without feeling like I'm selling myself? Like. I just want to get past this and be able to enjoy an experience where I can make money and not feel guilty about it or not feel like I'm being owned or having like a slave mentality. I just want to be able to have my money and spend it too. I agree. Um, definitely. We want to definitely spend it on things that we want right. to enjoy. Not just the things that keep us alive. <laughs> I know, right? Food and water. Right. And lights. <laughs> and the Wi-Fi. Because I will Oh, and yeah. Netflix and Hulu and everything yes, else, right? Yes, yes. So, and all that, we need electricity. We need a roof over our head. And for all of that, we need a job, right? So, um, well, I'm curious for you guys. Any feedback will be great. If you guys in the Tampa Bay area and have any considerations that maybe she will be into, jobs or career moves. Yeah. I don't know if she wants to go back to school. It's something she's also contemplating on. I'm open to anything. I'm as long as it has a paycheck on the end. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm a very creative person. So just keep that in mind. 
And you know, for you guys out there, like, when did you find your passion? Like, yeah. you know, what did it take? What, how many hoops did you go through? I know I went through several hoops. And how do you know it's your passion? That's that's something I want to investigate because did you get butterflies in your stomach? Yeah, like <laughs> how do you? Is it does it is it a burning passion? That's what I need to know. I agree. It's, I know. I I like I said. I. I don't think it's my burning passion, but it is. A, <laughs> I like the the process of what I do right now. So, and I do plan on retiring that, and then yes, I'm gonna work for myself. You'll see. Yes. Um, but other than that, guys, I hope you like today's episode. It's all about how we gonna make her feel better. <laughs> and anyone else who's in her shoes, please feel free to comment, send us a message. I will tag her Instagram. Ladies in the Tampa Bay area, if you want some hairstyle, and, and then non-binary people, everyone on the spectrum. She does her eyelashes too. I do. <laughs> I did our eyebrows. Oh yeah, I forgot. Get at me, guys.